Hello, podcasters, and welcome to episode 96. In this episode, we talk about watching, or at least trying to watch, The Jungle Book. Elliot from the upcoming Pete's Dragon gets an updated look. Marvel's Captain America Civil War gets a four cover uh, Entertainment Weekly spread and some really cool fan art, which I totally approve of. Uh, Andrew Stanton and Ed O'Neill unveil Pixar's Ultimate Easter Egg. And we talk about a documentary that we found on YouTube called Imagining Zootopia. Also, this last week, I posted a couple of new vlogs on the YouTube channel. You can go check those out by going to youtube.com slash We'd love it if you check them out, subscribe to the channel. Hopefully, you like some of the videos and maybe even tell your friends about it. If you're looking for us over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we are at Podcateers on all of those social networks. And you can always head over to Podcateers.com for more information on this and every other episode. As always, thank you all so very much for listening. This is episode 96 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. So I says to him, I says, I says... Why can't you let me into the movie? They're like, dude, because we're full. <laughs> and I was like, what? How is that even a thing? It, It's kind of a fire marshal rule. But they invited everybody to come down. First come, first serve. It, I didn't know it was first come, first served. Well, you knew that now when they didn't let you in. Well, yeah, I found out the hard way. So, <laughs> sure wasn't a, a weight limit. Just like Universal Studios? <laughs> no, they were like, let excuse me, in me this sir. Time. Excuse me, sir. Can you step aside from the can line? You, can you, sit in this movie chair. <laughs> it wasn't just me. It was a bunch of people. <laughs> can you sit in this theater chair? <laughs> so, I mean, after standing in line for all that time, uh, they said that we just couldn't get in. It was crazy, though, because they had this, like, green screen set up and everything. And they were like, well, we know you can't get inside. But if you still want the picture oh, with the Jungle Book why, background, you're welcome you. to take. It's like, wow, that's the consolation wow. prize. So we were wondering if we should do it or not. And then another girl walks by and she's like, all right, guys, well, we're real sorry you couldn't make it in. Here's a free movie ticket so that you can see any other movie. <laughs> Except We're this one. sorry you couldn't watch The Jungle Book today, <laughs> but, you know, maybe you can watch it Friday. I was like, yeah, because I drove all the way down here to watch it Friday. <laughs> so, so, you, so you saw Batman versus Superman? So it was on the table. Oh. I was there with my cousins, John and Tiffany, and my aunt, and so we were just, we. they wanted to watch a movie, and... Zootopia came up, but a couple of us had already seen Zootopia. Batman v Superman came up, and I really didn't feel like wasting a free movie ticket on (laughs) Batman v Superman. What? Yeah, like I feel like that that free movie ticket is worth so much more than the dollar twenty five I'm going to spend on the DVD because it's not even Blu-ray worth to me. (laughs) I'm going to get DVD when it's available on the Redbox because Blu-ray is going to be four hours long. Oh, man, let's yeah. not even go there. Oh, I can't wait. Did you hear this, Mario? No. There was like this report this last week that the original cut of Batman v Superman was 
four hours long. Are you kidding me? Nope. Nope. Can't wait. And so that's why, remember I said that it really, just from everything I had heard and everything I had read, it really seemed like Zack Snyder was trying to jam as much as possible into this huge movie, not just to one-up Avengers, but because he had to tell so much story Mm -hmm. in this one movie to get to Justice League that it just felt packed with a bunch of garbage that eh, I guess makes sense for the most part, you know. But again, the movie was a year late. All right, so you want to? Can I tell you what I heard? He took out uh, all the good stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, what I I kind of thought it would would have been really cool. Uh, the whole story of Batgirl, she was taken out of the movie. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Yeah, I was taking it. No, no, Batman. No, Batgirl. Taken out of the The movie. commissioner's daughter. Hold the phone. Barbara Gordon. Uh-huh. Batgirl is the commissioner's daughter. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, four hours long, man. I oh, was I wait. was already... So you, you mean know, to tell me that a movie that was already just five minutes of action and an hour and 55 minutes of not, filler... That's not accurate. Now you're telling me there was even more filler? That no, was removed from this movie? That's yep. not accurate whatsoever. That is 100% accurate. It's the other way around. And you no. Know it. No, it's not. Yeah. We've had We'll this know discussion. for sure once I watch this, Javier. Any so, day now. When the Redbox has the movie available. You're the judge in this? As a matter of fact, well, I'm the tiebreaker because you loved it. He didn't. I'm the tiebreaker from the three of us, but right? you're going to hate it. Who says? You, Your when brother. When we last talked about Your it. Your brother. Okay, Mario was Fully confident mm-hmm. that he was going to write a blog post mm-hmm. that he knew exactly how I was going to react. But you were so confident that because I was a Superman fan and because of the story and because I like all of Frank Miller's work that you were positive that I was going to love the movie. You both seemed pretty positive that I was going to either like it or love it. So like I'll it or watch love it. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, love it or hate it. Right. So... Once I watch, as a matter of fact, look, I won't even wait for the red box. You can buy it for me. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, use the Amazon uh-huh. link this time. Amazon! So, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I had to. I had to. Exactly. And you can bring it, and uh-huh. I'll even sleep through most of the movie for you. I you mean, know what? stay awake for most of the movie. That's That sounds fair. Right? I've, I d- I've slept through many things you've made me watch. <laughs> right? <laughs> that- very true. And I do um, want to point out that this blog post will have nothing but spoilers, but you've all seen the movie already. Hazen's the only one that hasn't. <laughs> I am the last one to wait. It's okay. I am the last one to wait. It's okay. So. Uh, anyway, Mario, you saw Jungle Book this last week. I did. Hey, good for you. So what did you think about it? Um, I hated it. I'm going to write a blog post. I got reservations. <laughs> Yeah, that was all me. <laughs> I said every one of those words. The The movie's good. I just expected different. In what way? Did they sing Bare Necessities? No, what? that might be a, a spoiler. Is it a spoiler? Okay, let's not go Is there. that really a spoiler? Well, maybe because... Well, I know he whistles it. It's in the trailer. It's in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. How do you know it's not just there for, like, You're right. ambiance? You're right. You're That's right. true, because... In, in Age of Ultron, I never heard him sing the Pinocchio song. And it <laughs> was in go. the you trailer. There you go. He just that spoke was, it. No joke. That was like my favorite part of the trailer. And I was so upset when it wasn't part of the movie. <laughs> so See, there you go. It's pretty uh, 
accurate to what the cartoon version of the Jungle Book really uh, does. So, so if I saw the cartoon, that means I saw the movie. Well, no, I mean, just as far as kind of like the relationships he establishes with like the animals and stuff like that. But how Mowgli comes to become part of the jungle is different. Um, but the animation is just really beautiful. I mean, the scenery is fantastic. Knowing that this entire thing was filmed in Los Angeles is just mind-blowing. I know. When Skyler told us that uh, after he had watched it at the screening at Downtown Disney, this movie, the budget was not very low because everything was animated. Mm-hmm. When you film just a single person in a giant room that's all green screen and everything else is CG, that's a pretty costly film. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it when he first mentioned it. Right. But, so you're, you're, you're co-signing on this. You're saying the scenery and everything is just beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Just, like, insane. And then just, like, the textures that went into just, like, the characters that they animated, like, the fur on on the animals. That I'm kind of just, like, already on board with it just because I know that Disney and Pixar are pretty, like, powerful as far as creating animal stuff like that. Cause texture is so creepy. Really? I don't like snakes as it is already, but when it's like Mowgli and Ka are talking and she starts to get all hypnotic, I have never been more conflicted in my life because I don't want to look at this thing, but I know it's Scarlett Johansson talking to me. I know. So I'm like, what do I do? I'm right there with you. Not a big fan of snakes, but yeah. You guys are creepy. It's Scarlett Johansson, dude. You're still creepy. Scarlett Johansson. She's calling the cops. <laughs> Run, Scarlet. <laughs> so, if you had to rate this... Or slither um, away? Was she slither? Hey, sorry. I guess she would slither away. <laughs> so, if you had to rate this uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 King Louis, how Ooh, many King Louis would you give it? 10 King Louis. Well, there's only one in the movie. That's, it's interesting that you're actually using that because King Louis was one of my problems. <gasps> really? really? Okay, don't say much, but uh, try. Do you say one out of ten? All right, can you elaborate on that without being yeah, too spoilerific? I, I, I need to know what 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 was it? I can't. You guys have to watch it. This is totally the problem with talking about movies or TV shows or new series on Netflix uh, or whatever that. You want to give an opinion, but you don't want to straddle that line of spoilers. And look, I get it. We live in this age where on social media, anybody can post a picture, mm-hmm. you know, that they took of the TV or in the theater and all of a sudden they spoil it for everybody. Sometimes they do it unknowingly, you know. Sometimes they just post it because they're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. They don't realize that they're spoiling something for somebody else. And it's it's a weird line that you walk along when you want to say things and you just don't want to spoil it. So so here's the thing. I don't know if this really falls along the lines of spoilers. The only reason I'm not sharing my opinion right now because it does have something to do with what we just talked about in the past five minutes. About King Louis? About in general. What we talked about in the past five minutes? Stop guessing. Suicide Squad? Stop guessing. Oh, I'm Batman v Superman. Batman versus Superman. So oh my ten... God, Batman comes out in the movie? Totally. <gasps> oh my god best movie ever then you should go watch it so he's uh, the one that trains Mowgli to survive in yes. the jungle yes is it bats wow it is yeah yeah he's raised by bats does Mowgli levitate with all the bats flying around oh okay, Batman's Bruce okay. Wayne in the end yeah. now you oh, took it too far sorry sorry this is not a Chris Angel show <laughs> Now you've gone too far. Uh, you mentioning Chris Angel, you went too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it sounds like something he do. Levitate with bats. 
I mean, my opinion is my own. I still suggest people go watch it. Just kind of draw their own opinions from the movie. Out of ten stars, I give a seven. Wow. No, I didn't ask for stars. I asked for King Louis. Seven King Louis. Seven okay. King Louis. That doesn't sound good. It's better than the rating I gave Batman versus Superman. You used to watch was, that. Which was what? Five? <laughs> was like negative know. two King Louis. <laughs> what, did I, what was that division I gave it? 2.38 stars? Something like Divided that? Divided by zero. <laughs> Well, I, I think I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'm actually looking forward to watching The Jungle Book. I wasn't on board. You know, I know we've talked about this before. I wasn't fully on board when the first trailer came out. But after kind of knowing what it's about, watching a little bit more of the extended trailers, I really, really was excited to watch it. And then I got a free picture. Oh, so, good for you. I know. <laughs> That's right. I ended up posting the picture you know on the what? Instagram account. That picture's better than the movie. I know. How do you put a price on that? More importantly, Mario didn't get a picture. I didn't no, get a picture. he no. didn't. No. He didn't. Uh, I look so happy in that picture. You it's look- up on the Instagram account. If you guys want to check it out, it'll You're- be on the blog post for the episode, podcateers.com slash episode 96, or just check us out on Instagram. But you're dressed like it's Easter. You know what? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. You dress like it's Easter. Oh, trust me. He looks like he's in Easter celebration. But I was happy in that picture. You should have seen the huge smile on my face when I didn't get in to watch the movie <laughs> after driving all the way to Burbank. It was amazing. He started rocking in his chair. You know what the worst part was? The worst part was that we were kind of stranded in Burbank because... You dropped off? No, I drove there. Uh-huh. The problem is that uh, Kobe was having his last game. It was, you know, Kobe Staples. Bryant. Kobe Bryant was yeah. having his last game yes. at Staples Center, and so the traffic on every freeway leading towards downtown LA was insane. So it was easier for us to just hang out there for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and just wait out the traffic. Oh wow! Well, uh, hopefully, I get a chance to watch it this weekend. Do you plan on watching it, Javier? Uh, yes. Just sooner than later? later than you. So you're waiting for Redbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with uh, We're Raven, totally reversed here. I know. With Raven reviews from Mario, I can wait. By any chance, when you went to go watch it, did they actually show any of the trailers for Peach's Dragon? Let's see. BFG, that dumb Harry Potter movie I was going to watch. <laughs> hey, that is not what? dumb. American Hogwarts. Sounds ridiculous. American. You're Hogwarts. ridiculous. Hmm. Um, no, they didn't. Entertainment Weekly actually posted some pictures with comparisons of the old. Yeah, you know, like that's old cool. Wow. <laughs> of, cool. Of the old movie with Elliot. And, you know, he looks like a dragon. Please right? tell me he still has that pinkish purple. Well, there is very little pinkish purple. And the biggest change that Elliot... Uh, is getting this time around is that he's got fur. What? Whoa. That's that's the new No. That's Elliot. not fur. No. That's texture. No. no. That's that is fur, fur, dude. Ew, that's fur. That's more importantly, that looks oh, like Sully. Sorry. It kind of does look like Sully but green. Uh, no, that looks and, like a it looks like a dog. It does look like a dog. <laughs> it doesn't look at it. It doesn't look it, like it, a dragon. It, it looks, looks terrible. like a dog. So it actually looks like it could be related to Fluffy from Harry Potter. <laughs> the three-headed dog? Yeah. <laughs> Except with one head and green. 
Oh, it's so weird looking. Oh, it's you know it's what it super me of? weird. What's that dog from the never-ending story movie? Yes. Right? It's it, not that, a dog. That's a it, dog. It totally looks like a big fluffy dog. Okay? The irony of the situation is that Falcor is also a dragon. Falcor. Uh, he's a dragon? Yeah, he's like a <laughs> luck dragon or something. <laughs> so, what? So I'm assuming that the new Elliot is like his cousin. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Grinch version. (laughs) The Grinch version. (laughs) It totally looks like the Grinch to me now. Like every time we say something, I was like, yeah, I totally see that now. (laughs) It's the Grinch Falcon. It's just crazy that they added fur to this dragon. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Uh, We'll post this in the blog post for the episode. You guys can tell us what you guys think podcasters.com slash episode 96 it it just it looks very odd like i get the whole reimagining mm-hmm. but to add fur to a dragon it looks like a dog it yes. does it looks totally like a green looks like dog. A dog so i now i don't know how i feel about it yeah, i was really excited really to see weird. the reboot i mean the story is gonna just have to win me over to get past the whole it's a dog thing wow maybe it's going through puberty no, I think it's done. That's full grown. And and they terrible. still haven't released full pictures of what he looks like with the wings. So yeah, keep you, that in you mind. You get a good idea of the fact that he has them there, but there's just no texture. Yeah. Or anything and in there. the cartoon, weren't they like little baby wings or Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Like this... he was he was, you know, of he was a dragon of leisurely proportions. <laughs> really but he had, you know, small wings. And this looks totally opposite. It's like a by opposite, you mean dragon versus dog. It's a dog brontosaurus. <laughs> it's, it's a drag dogosaurus. What, what yeah. would that be called? Sure, caninerus. Caninerus. Caninosaurus rex. <laughs> Wait, dinosaurs aren't dragons. <laughs> oh yeah, stupid. So- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't work out. So. Oh, well. Thanks for the oh, science well. lesson. We yeah. tried. Uh, yeah, there was so much stuff getting revealed uh, for new movies this last week. Dude, the coolest thing that I saw posted, <clears throat> actually it was two things, and they both involved Civil War. The first thing was that I think it was also Entertainment Weekly or either The Hollywood Report, one of the two magazines. Uh, again, we'll post the pictures in the blog post for the episode. But they released a four-cover spread of Team Captain America versus Team Iron Man. Hmm. And it's all the Avengers on each side just fighting each other. And right smack in the middle when you put the, 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 the two together. halves together is like Iron Man punching oh, that's uh, awesome. Captain America's huh. shield. So uh, I'll I, see if I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll see if I can get the four covers and I'll just kind of splice them together to do the panorama of it. But like each individual one looks so good. Like that's actually like frame worthy. Like if you can get all four covers, like it would be a cool frame. Nice. Except all the Entertainment Weekly or whatever <laughs> titles. I'm sure they'll release it as a regular poster. But it looked really good. Another really cool thing that I saw was actually not an official movie poster, but a piece of fan-created art of Iron Man's hand holding a Captain America mask. Nice. Or is it Captain America's head that yanked off (laughs) Iron Man's hand? Like Mortal Kombat? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm sure there's no... 
none of that going on. Finish him. Yeah, exactly. That was a babality right there. I'm, I'm sure that's not exactly how it works. So did you just spoil the movie? What's, what do you mean? Hopefully he just took it off because he had a nosebleed. Because I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know any spoilers on this movie. Yes, Javier, he was helping him with a nosebleed. <laughs> of all the reasons that mask needed to come off, <laughs> they're Javier fighting each nosebleed. Other. They're fighting each other. Iron Man punches Steve Rogers. They're like, oh, buddy, buddy, you got a nosebleed. You know what? I do. Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me gonna stain my mask. You know what? Here, why don't you grab my hanky? Jarvis, can you get a hanky? Uh, Steve is bleeding. Can, can you, here you go, but oh man, you know what? I'm sorry I punched you. Tilt your head back. Tilt your head back. Yeah, yeah. Hold it. Pinch it from the top. Pinch it from the top. He's gonna be like, I have a dry cleaner. Can get that off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's exactly why he was. Holding oh, I it. hope so. Poor guy. It's uh, you know, I've read the Civil War. I know a lot of the listeners have read the Civil War. We know exactly how it ends and. Uh, that may or may not be a spoiler, and considering that now the producers and the, the directors, really, of the movie have said that it's going to just, it's going to be, everybody's mind is going to be blown mm-hmm. at the end of the movie because it's such a surprise ending. Spider-Man shows up and goes, No, he shows hey up guys. pretty early. Oh. I think he shows up pretty early because Does he's he? part of the actual fighting. Mm-hmm. One of the One of the images that I saw this last week also... Uh, it's a far, it, it's like a really far away shot, but you can see Spider-Man running. That was added, I think. I think that's Disney Film Fact said that, that the original poster was without uh, Spider-Man. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, so it wouldn't be, you know, spoiled or revealed that he's in the movie. I don't even get how that makes sense. I, I, I would assume that has to do with the fact that Spider-Man doesn't belong to Disney, right? Well, he's uh, right now the Spider-Man property is owned by Sony, which means they couldn't include him in the poster if that was the case, unless they paid Sony for it. Which I doubt they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure they paid Sony in order to have the rights because Spider-Man is a big part of the Civil War storyline. Huge to the Civil War storyline. So, line. you know, I'm sure. Yeah, Disney, yeah. Huh. Disney, I'm sure would pay whatever they needed to to continue the storyline the way that it was most true. And, you know, we've talked about the fact that they've taken a lot of liberties with changing some of the storylines to better fit the movie franchise. But without Spider-Man, it would really put a big dent in the entire Civil War movie. Absolutely. It would just be by name only, really, because he plays a huge part in it. How do you guys feel that in the trailers they revealed he is in the movie? So, uh, again, I think that all kind of goes back to what we were saying. We've already read it, so yeah. it was a little expected that it was going to be the case. I mean, at this point, it didn't really matter to me that he was property of, like, another company. I knew they were going to do what they could to so include was, him into the movie. You assumed he was going to be in it. Absolutely. Okay. One way or another, he mm-hmm. was going to appear in the movie. Gotcha. So, uh, but that was uh, a really cool poster. That was a really cool image with Spider-Man in it. I'm really looking forward to it. I I don't think I've been as excited to watch a movie since the Age of Ultron. <laughs> really? Yeah, I I mean, look, you guys know that I don't go out to the movies all that much. 
But when I do, you it's because I pay six bucks. <laughs> you pay six bucks. Uh, or we do it at a meetup and I pay, you know, 12 or 15 that's bucks. That's true. That's true. But see, that's how much I care about the movie meetups. I'm willing to pay more to for double my double ticket. double his budget. <laughs> wow. Just to watch it with everybody that goes. Uh, yeah, man. I don't really go out to the movies all that much. But when I do, it's usually because I'm really excited about the movie that I'm about to watch. And so far, every. Marvel movie that I've seen, I've been super excited about. Hmm. So Civil War and just con- just knowing that they're going with the Civil War and it's going to lead into the Infinity War, I'm like, ah, let's get to this now. <laughs> okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it now. <laughs> Dude, that was spot on. <laughs> Check out Batman <laughs> and Civil War. <laughs> and it's not even out yet. <laughs> so, okay. To be fair, every Rotten Tomatoes rating starts at a hundred percent. It starts and it only to drop. Works its way down. From exactly. Oh, that is but, the greatest picture. But to counter what I'm saying, how sad is it that Batman vs Superman started? At 100% to end up at 19%. Look, look, I'm just surprised that it made it to 32 from 19. Okay? It redeemed itself a little bit. Are you sure it doesn't start at zero? Starts at 100. Dang it. Jungle Book started its way down, dude. Yeah, Jungle Book started at 100. Look, I don't think you want it to start at zero because if it went from zero to 32, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, see, I see it as a positive. It went up instead of going down. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Keep wishing. Dude, seriously, you yeah. better hope Suicide Squad is way better than this. Oh, it will be. Because it's you will be. never hear the end of it from us. You know what? I know, it's true. You know, I, I find that people are more excited about Suicide Squad. Is there any possibility that this one's going to make even more money than Batman vs. Superman? I believe it will. Is there any possibility that Jared Little will be so busy with 30 Seconds to Mars that he won't appear as the Joker? <laughs> He already let his hair grow. Ugh. No more green hair. Good. I think it's actually going to be better. I, I'm actually I excited to watch Suicide I, Squad. I can't wait. I really can't. I'm more I want to watch it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not like Civil War excited about it. Uh-huh. So I may wait for the Red Box. But, <laughs> but I'm excited hey, about Suicide Red Box, Squad. Red Box need renters. Of course they yeah. do. And considering that movies come out about a month and a half after they're in the theater... Like what? Deadpool was out like a month and a half ago, and it's already being being released next week. I can purchase really? it. Really? Something like that. I'm yeah, pre-ordering really? that on Amazon. I, I Amazon. pre-ordered it. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> I pre-ordered it. Mara's actually looking it up. That's cool. That's the way it should be. Wow. Instead of going to Target, <laughs> Javier. Who does that? Right. <laughs> Who would do that? Hey, uh, since we're on this topic of movies. Hmm. Uh, you know, Finding Dory is going to be coming out soon. And I hadn't seen this video, but Mario brought it to my attention, and I thought it was pretty funny. He thinks it's kind of dumb, but I it's, like it. <laughs> it's it? so upsetting. I like it so much. What so the director of the movie, Andrew Stanton, and Ed O'Neill appear on there. And Ed O'Neill plays Ed O'Neill. a character. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You know him as Married with Children. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's Jay Pritchett on Modern Family. Yeah. No, Javier knows I his know name as, you know, Bundy. that guy married with children. <laughs> you were that kid on the playground? Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, so, so 
Al Bundy. <laughs> so Andrew Stanton and Ed O'Neill appear on this YouTube video. Now, keep this in mind. I didn't pay attention to the date. So Ed O'Neill actually plays an octopus named Hank in the new Finding Dory movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the video tells... Uh, so, you know, Pixar's great about all these Easter eggs. You know, you see the Pixar ball in almost every movie. You see the Pizza Planet truck, stuff yeah. like that. So Andrew Stanton starts saying, hey, guys, you know, for the last 20 years, you know, you guys have been so crazy about all the the Pixar Easter eggs that you see. And they start pointing out the, you know, the Luxo ball, the Pizza Planet truck, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you've never seen this one. See, he's right here, here, <laughs> here. And he's like showing screenshots of movies with arrows pointing at random places. Like, yeah, nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> like literally nothing. <laughs> like like you keep seeing this scene and you're like, what is he pointing to? And then he gets to a final scene where <laughs> there's a plant at uh-huh. the end of a hallway and the plant like literally turns into this octopus, which was apparently in camouflage. <laughs> and it's Hank the octopus. Uh-huh. Squid? So ridiculous. Squid or octopus? It, he's an octopus. Yeah. So the idea is that supposedly Hank has been in, in every, every movie. single movie <laughs> camouflaged, but nobody ever saw oh, him. Oh, I love it. So I love this video, yeah. right? Mario's like, no, this is dope. Why is this even a thing? Like, why would they even make this? And then I realized it was posted on April Fool's ah. Day. Still not fun. It's okay. so great. No. Did you? I love it. Did you believe it at first or what? I did, and that's what got me excited about it. <laughs> yeah, you sucker. So you don't like it because you got duped? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, I got duped, and I thought it was so fun. You I don't, love it. You don't play with my emotions. It's one of those things about Pixar movies. You look for Easter eggs. He has me excited about this thing that's been in every movie that we never spotted. And ends up being a but that's, joke. But that's the that's the beauty of that it. That is because the beauty. I have most to of agree. the time most of the time the Pixar animators won't acknowledge that they exist. Like sometimes they'll make vague references to, oh yeah, well, you know this, you know that. After a while, the big Easter eggs get revealed. Like the A one thirteen one, everybody knows about that right. one. The Pizza Plan truck, everybody knows about that exactly. one. But because people saw them consistently, right? This one was like, oh, my God, we've never seen this before. (laughs) And I felt the same way because Mario didn't set it up for me. He's like, dude, you have to watch this video. (laughs) OMG. I was like, okay, well, this has to be great. He used OMG with three exclamation points. (laughs) Like, he never does that. Did you say OMG, three exclamation points? I did. So so I started watching. I was like, oh, oh, this is totally a podcast thing we could talk about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, just like he did. I love it. And then I start reading the rest of the article, April Fool's, dude. Uh, but Ed O'Neill has, like, the best line in it. Like, at the end, he's like, I'm going to update my IMDb. I'm going to be more famous than that lamp. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a really fun video. Uh, we'll end up posting it, blog post. Uh, just don't fall for it. You now know. It's not real, <laughs> but I it's still a fun it. video. Aww. Head over to the blog post after I'm done posting it. All right, deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> no comment. What's the next topic? Uh, this is a very uh, heavily movie-themed episode. Well, yeah. <laughs> all, we've, all we've talked about is movies. Good. Yeah. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Did you guys? Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch the uh, documentary link I sent you guys? 
The Which Zootopia one? one? Yes. The one on Zootopia, yes. Yeah. Uh, this last week, I was actually researching something else, and this thing was, this video was suggested to me on YouTube. It was a documentary about Zootopia. So I think one of the interesting things about the documentary was that it actually wasn't created by the Disney company. Uh, the entire doc itself it kind of looked like one of those featurettes that you would get on a DVD. Mm-hmm. Or like on a Blu-ray as a special feature or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of the style that they made the entire thing in. It was amazing to me how much access they had to make this documentary. It was made. It was a Univision production, and you know, Univision. Univision is known for the telenovelas. Orale. Javier, por qué? Ay, mi amor. Por qué? <laughs> Maria. <laughs> How do I change the channel? <laughs> it's like, these guys are stuck in SAP. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really interesting, and it was released. Uh, I had I didn't know that it existed until it was recommended to me. It was one of the suggested videos. Uh, I didn't even know that this channel existed. It was called Fusion. Mm-hmm. Or is it uh, Fusion? Fusion. <laughs> it, it was on this Fusion channel. Now, more importantly, over the last week... The documentary no longer exists on Fusion. Huh. The direct link to it was made private, and they pulled it. Really? Yeah. So that's the more interesting part. So how did I get to see it? Did I, I watch it on time? It was a repost. Oh. So people have actually tried to repost it. I'm sure that they're going to take it down because right. there's going to be you know copyright. So you're kind of right when you said you kind of saw it on time. If you guys get a chance to listen to the episode within a day or two of it releasing, you may still be able to find the documentary on YouTube. We can't guarantee that it's going to be on there. Uh, look for it. The documentary itself was called Imagining Zootopia. And the access that they had was kind of insane. Like They were going into the animation archives mm-hmm. and they were pulling out animation cells all the way back from like Robin Hood and stuff like that. So, first of all, what did you guys think of the documentary? I loved it. I learned so much about it. There are so many the 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 thing that I loved about it was all the changes that it went through. Definitely. It's always fun to watch like special features on these movies because they always give you a glimpse into the process of how they make the movies and everything. But this one seemed to dive in a little bit more. You know, when we first talked about Zootopia, Mario brought up the fact that, you know, John Lasseter had come in, kind of changed the entire story. In a way, that's true. But according to this documentary, he didn't just come in and change it. Like Javier said, there was all these changes that happened mm-hmm. over the progression of the entire scope of the movie. I think it was uh, Byron Howard who was talking about how the movie, he was on the project for like four or five years, Mm -hmm. but they had about a year to really hammer it out once the entire movie was to refine it. Yeah. Yeah. So the original story, uh, as you guys know, Zootopia is the 55th animated feature that the Disney company has put out. And John Lasseter actually appears in the documentary and talks about how uh, he and Byron Howard had gotten together and they were talking about the love that they had for anthropomorphic figures. Huh? And, English. 
animals that act like humans. More English, less science. Walk on twos, talk, wear clothes, things like that. Ah, yes. Like humans. I just said that. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should get you a hearing aid on Amazon. <laughs> so uh, they, they were having this conversation, and John Lasseter brought up the fact that they hadn't created a movie like that since Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. So when people were talking about how it was very similar, like how Nick looks very similar to Robin Hood, right. that's the reason. Because, one, they were influenced by Robin Hood, and as a matter of fact, when they go into the animation archive, they're looking at the Robin Hood animation cells. And, you know, they're really, really careful with those things. Like, you got to open them, gloves, you like gloves, gloves on, on and everything, exactly. because you don't want the acid from your fingers ruining these. Mm-hmm. They're treasures, is what they are. Yeah. They are treasures. Uh, but it was really interesting that they really talked a lot about how the entire story revolved around Nick. You know, we we did talk about this and how it started off with like collars, like shock collars. So the completely idea, different it, of it's, what's on what the final cut was. Yeah, it, it is. The whole idea of taking uh this society, this city of Zootopia, and them wanting you to feel like you're right at home, that it's this beautiful place that every animal aspires to be a part of this huge city. Mm-hmm. But the idea that the predators had these shock collars kind of turned people off to wanting to go to Zootopia because if you were a predator, you were going to get a shock collar. Right. So the fact that they were refining the story and... I think they said they ended up having six screenings before they actually started to really hammer down the idea of what it became. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until then that they they called Judy Hops the entire documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were talking about how they, they took the character of Judy Hops and they used they went from having the shock callers to talking about stereotypes. And how the stereotypes led to prejudice and all that stuff in the movie. And if I remember correctly, it was actually a Pixar idea. When they took it to Pixar, Pixar said, I don't know about these shot callers. Yes. How about this idea? And I, I got to tell you, that was one of the most interesting things about this documentary to me. Because I want to say that I brought this up during the original talk uh, we had about Zootopia. Where one of my questions was... Uh, I think I either pose it to Skylar or to you guys as well, asking, you know, do you think that there's any type of competition between, like, the Pixar group and the Disney Animation oh, group, yeah, even did. though John Lasseter heads <laughs> all of Disney Animation? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all one collective unit now. But it was interesting that this group of people uh, – would get together after every screening and there was a room with over 40 people just hashing out ideas like, how about this? How about that? We didn't like this. We didn't like that. It was like a true collaboration. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't until John Lasseter went to the Pixar group and said, hey guys, what do you guys think about this? Mm -hmm. And they just started to lay out all of these ideas which ultimately became what Zootopia is. I think they mentioned that the great thing about Pixar was their dead honesty. You know, it wasn't about, hey, guys, the movie was great. No, no, no. They're like, this part sucked. Yeah. And fix it. And, and this is how we think it, it could work. Yeah, they said that they gave really, really concise notes about 
this is how we think you should do this. This is what's not working. We're confused about this. And they just elaborate on on their notes after watching the screening. Well, I I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm just kind of like completely different as it comes to this. I'm like one of one. It wasn't the most interesting thing about this documentary. But I do have to say after like reading so much on Pixar's, uh, well, I guess it's Disney Pixar Story Trust now. It's really interesting how they have that open door policy where absolutely anyone can come in and give feedback on any project they're currently working on or pitch any new idea. I mean, with so many brains kind of collaborating to make this happen, it's no wonder, one, that it took that long to make Zootopia, but, like, two, how they came to the conclusion that this isn't working versus this, how every little piece had to be changed in order to make it what it finally was at the end. I think it's really interesting that they developed that open-door policy for people to do that. Well, the thing is that they didn't really just develop it that culture existed at Pixar. That was why Pixar, I think, is so successful at everything that they've done. Right, because right. Because they've always had that policy. Every time they had screenings, that's the type of, you know, collective brainstorming that they would have at Pixar. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's how it happened for Disney Animation. I've never worked there. I can't vouch for it. I've never seen it in a documentary or a special feature anywhere. But... It looks like it was something that John Lasseter brought in now that he's heading, you know, all of animation. And it seems to be working. I guess in a way, uh, one of the, I forgot who mentioned it, but someone during the documentary says that uh, it's, it's a fine line you walk because you end up having to shepherd all of the ideas. That it's great to have them all, but you kind of have to shepherd them in one direction so that you can filter everything out and just get the good stuff out. Mm-hmm. Because everybody tosses out ideas. And while they were storyboarding, one of the storyboard artists says, look, when you work in storyboarding, you have to get really used to the idea that your stuff is going to get thrown away. Have a thick yeah. skin. Yeah, and he was really blunt about yep. it. It wasn't like sugarcoat, like straight up. Like a lot of our stuff ends up in the trash. Like mm-hmm. what did he say, like 80 to 90% of Something it? Something like that. I don't that, remember, yeah. but mm-hmm. it was a pretty high number. Yeah, I think they uh, – I want to say they keep 40%. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was a really high number of stuff that actually got thrown away. Right. So – you know, the, the fact that all these ideas have to get parsed, uh, one of the lines uh, that they ended up uh, – one of the quotes from there was and, – and I kind of like this. Uh, I It almost feels like something that I want to adopt in some of the stuff that I, I try to do is you have to be wrong as soon as possible. Right. Uh, and it just sticks mm-hmm. out in my head. Like mm-hmm. you have to be wrong as many times as soon as possible. And it makes total sense because the – the more wrong you are sooner, the faster you can get to the correct outcome. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I it, it just seems like a philosophy that I want to start adopting mm-hmm. for my life now. You said you didn't actually find that part interesting, Mario. What did you find most interesting about the documentary? I mean, I got to tell you, it's just it always goes back to what I've been passionate about when it comes to cartoons, and it's just the animation process in general. Just like creating these figures, it's just... It gets so mind-blowing how long it actually takes to make these rough characters at first and then kind of add the details like uh, the fur, the eye movements, the facial expressions that have to come into it. And then that's just the character itself. You still have to create the worlds that they're in. All the insignificant little characters that are in the background still need to be created too. And the process that that takes to just make all of that happen is just so insane to me. Like it, 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 it all starts with a vacation to Africa. 
Exactly. And th- <laughs> they still have to research the movements of everything. That's that was, true. That was like, beautiful. it's just, it's such an incredible process. Like, I can never wrap my mind around how, like, something like that happens. I'm a traditional fan. Like, I love the way traditional animation comes together, just hand-drawn little by little, which is why it just blew me away when they were in the archives and just kind of, like, flipping through the pages of that Robin Hood. But just kind of seeing the computer stuff come together was just, like, mind-blowing. See, I was yeah. digging the storyboarding part of it. When they were taking the script and making it into a storyboard. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what they showed were the storyboards put together to make it look like a mini film. Mm-hmm. That was cool. What is it, what's it called? Uh, animatic. animatic. Yeah. 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 It, I think we're. I think we were watching it from the eyes of what we were most interested in. Absolutely, because that's what you are most interested in. That's what you're good at. And then uh, Mario loves the 3D stuff and the modeling. I'm the same way. So, you know, I think we saw it from those perspectives. Uh, I tried to watch it outside of myself, like not watching it from the scope of I just love this whole 3D animation and the process thing. I wanted to watch it as a whole. And one of the other things that I really found interesting was how open they were about talking about just all the prejudice in the movie mm. and how talking to even experts right. you know, about prejudice played such a huge part in making this movie successful. And we did talk about this before as far as the it, it, it the undertone of the movie, but they just come straight out and say, nope, that's what the movie was about. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they they don't really try to hide it. And in a way, it was a little refreshing to see that because when you watch special features on certain movies, they they don't always tell you these things because they don't they don't want to sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. you know. But I think in in the last few years. Uh, and we mentioned this with the blog, too, like for Disney. In the last few years, they've been a lot more open about the things that they are doing. Mm-hmm. They're a lot more transparent about so- – obviously, they still have their secrets and everything. They want to guard like new movies, new projects, and all that sure. stuff until it's time to announce them. They don't want thievery. Exactly. But it- – in general, they've been a lot more transparent about the things that are happening around them. Like, I guess they understand that more people or more fans are in tune with what happens at Imagineering, mm-hmm. and what happens at animation, what happens behind the scenes with the cast members at the parks and stuff like that. So you have to imagine that at some point Disney saw this documentary and said, yep, go ahead, release it. It's good to go. Unless that's why it got taken down. Could be. Because in the credits, they thank Disney. (laughs) But I didn't see that it was like a Disney production at all. It really was a completely separate documentary. And that, that was really, really interesting to me that they were so open about the process, talking about, you know, even up to like, like they mentioned racism in one of the quick comments and how it, you know, it comes from bias and the prejudice and everything, how it all wrapped together. It just it it was kind of mind blowing to see it. You know, it's not something common that you see in these documentaries, especially in special feature documentaries. And I think disc. that's why I loved it, because it just felt honest. It did feel honest. Mm-hmm. It did feel honest. Uh, again, if you guys want to take a look at the documentary, if we you can. can't guarantee that it's going to be up. We don't know exactly why it was taken down. But the channel is called Fusion on YouTube, and it was uh, it's called 
Imagining Zootopia. So if you can't find it on their channel, uh, we searched and we ended up watching it on a separate channel. We don't know if it's authorized by the Disney company, you know, so we don't know if it got pulled because of that. We don't know if it got pulled because it's going to eventually be a special feature on the Blu-ray for Zootopia when it comes out. Hmm. Uh, So that could have been the reason why they pulled it. Hey, that's a good answer for me. It may have actually been because it's, you know, they're going to include it or they're going to include a version of it, you know, in the in the Blu-ray. But uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it was really, really interesting. Uh, I, you know, recommend it. Are you going to put it on the on the, this this episode's How? What if you post? can't find it? No, because if, one, the original link now says it's private. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to watch it anyway. So... Why put a link that they're not going to be able to watch? The second link that we saw it through mm-hmm. may not exist by the time this episode releases, which is why I'm just suggesting that they go on YouTube and try to find a, a copy if it still exists. So if you're lucky enough to watch it, uh, it was it was a pretty cool documentary. You know, take a look at it, and if you get a chance to watch it, let us know what you guys think. Uh, I'd love to hear you know the opinions of other people that get a chance to watch it as well. All right, guys, I think it's time to wrap it up for today because it's windy outside. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? You have to get home safe? For a a little breeze that's outside? A twister. That's a a twister, twister, dude. No, it's a breeze. You're going to fly home. It is pretty comfortable, I will admit that. Oh, it was nice. Googly said it was only six miles an hour. Googly's lying. No. It's not. That's what it said about the Santa Ana winds like four <laughs> years ago and trees fell over. Because there's no scientific way of us proving if it's six or seven, but you know, it's true. <laughs> Before we close up the show, I want to remind you guys that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> if you guys purchase anything on Amazon. Amazon. Make sure that you go over to podcasters.com slash Amazon, Amazon first. Amazon. <laughs> oh, you missed. Yeah, I know. I missed that one. And click on the big Amazon button Amazon. that's on that page. Uh, doing that will actually cost you exactly the same. You'll still get your stuff via Prime. But as a thank you, Amazon will Amazon. kick us down with a small commission uh, for you making your purchase through our link. And that ultimately helps out the podcast. Which is pretty awesome. Am- oh, I thought you were going to say Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting for A's. <laughs> we're trying to read my lips. Which you is- should have been like, awesome! <laughs> also, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Uh, earlier, we were talking a little bit about the Pixar process. And where Pixar came from is a very interesting story. And one of the most interesting books that I've heard in the last year through Audible was Ed Catmull's book, Creativity, Creativity Inc. Inc. It's an amazing book where he talks about where he started. You know, he talks about being at Industrial Light and Magic with George Lucas. He talks about John Lasseter coming into ILM and how they just kind of moved on to their own little segment, created Pixar, and it's such an amazing book. He talks about not necessarily the 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 process itself about making the movies, but just kind of the company, how it survived, how it was working with Steve Jobs and everything. Uh, I totally recommend it. If you guys want to check out that book, uh, check out Audible for the first time, head over to podcasters.com and click on the Audible banner. 
you can get a 30-day free trial to try it out. And the first book is on us. Yep. So just use that link. Sign up. Uh, the great thing about Audible is that if you already use Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> you can use it. your Amazon credentials uh, to log in and sign up for the trial. Again, 30 days for free. First book is on us. Totally recommend Ed Camel's Creativity, Inc. You will not regret it. Uh, there's a bunch of other great books if you've already read it or if you've already heard that book. But totally get a hold of this book. It's you know amazing. I actually just found that a really close friend of mine recorded a book for Audible. So that's what I'm going to use for next month's credit. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. What book? I can't tell you. <laughs> really? But it, if you want to find is out, is it not released yet? Is that why you can't say? No, it's totally released. It's not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> ah, got it. Does it have to do with going to sleep and Samuel L. Jackson? Sure. You're friends with Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, who isn't? Oh my God! Oh, you're not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you guys want to find us online, we are at Podcateers on all the social networks, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, over this last week, I've posted a couple of vlogs with some updates. With uh, a good-looking dude. Who is that guy? Wait, which one? There's what a, are we talking about? Uh, are you watching vlog, the same channel? This vlog. Are you watching the same channel? On Pocketeers No, YouTube. dude. I'm talking about our YouTube channel. I'm in those dude, videos. There's a good-looking dude. I'm sure there. you're not watching our videos then. No. And really is, good looking. And is it me or does he look thinner in the second one from the first one that he... <laughs> yes. It's an optical illusion. <laughs> so who's this good looking guy you're posting on? I'm sure you're watching the wrong channel. No. Because I'm talking about the videos of me on the channel. What about you? So- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I ended up posting a couple of vlogs. <laughs> yes, it's me. Uh, I posted a couple of vlogs this last week with some progress updates uh, after the Universal incident that we talked about in episode 91. So you are if out you of head breath, over to man. YouTube, dude, I, I, I record the vlogs while I'm walking. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because in the first video, it, it made me a little motion sick, okay? And oh, I don't dude. get motion sick very easily. Yeah. And I was trying to hold my phone as steady as possible. Yes. And I realized, okay, the second time around, YouTube offers this, like, one-click solution where it tries to auto-stabilize your video. Uh-huh. And so I think it worked a little bit. The second I, one you're talking about? Yeah. It, it does look better. But uh, I got, and I like I said, in quotations, seasick because it feels like I'm on a boat in this second version. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> that's a guy. I had to ruin it. Uh, that's a guy. Uh, you, you know what? It's. I think that's one of the things that happens when you try. It, mm-hmm. It's. It's called a warp stabilizer. So okay. it tries to zoom in and warp the video uh-huh. to crop out as and, it's moving around to try to keep it as steady as possible. And it's fantastic because you are not moving whatsoever. But it also looks weird because the background's the background, just like yeah, jogging everywhere. Is. So I don't know what I'm going to do. If anybody has a, a tip, let me know. I'm not used to doing these vlogs, um, but I figured that because of what happened and because I've been – I feel like I'm doing – I feel like I'm actually progressing. Good. You know, and I talk about it on the vlog. I don't know uh, how often I'm going to do them, which is something that I mentioned in the second video. Mm-hmm. Might be weekly, might be, you know, every few days. But for sure, if 
like this last one I posted just because I had had a conversation with a couple of people and it just seemed interesting enough for me to talk about it. But. Yeah, cool. Here's an idea. Do your vlog when you're done walking. No. <laughs> why not do it when I'm walking? Because <laughs> I don't get seasick. But yeah, but nobody cares just, about you. He's just a weirdo standing in a parking lot holding a phone <laughs> yeah. and talking to it. Out of breath. In an empty parking lot. Uh, out of breath. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to look weird. Well, it's going to look like the Blair Witch Project. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start running with it, okay? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Do you realize I said running? Not going to happen. <laughs> not yet, at least. Not yet. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, check out YouTube.com slash Podcateers. You can good see that and guy. a couple of other really videos. Really good Again, looking. Again, wrong videos, oh, dude. Wrong so videos. So good looking. You need, just stop, okay? <laughs> Am I embarrassing <laughs> you? A little bit. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, right? It's me! <laughs> it's a Mario. Oh. <laughs> no, that's him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's him. Uh, and finally, if you guys want to find us on the web, we're at podcateers.com. There you will find more notes about this blog post, every other episode that we've posted. Uh, you can sign up for the free birthday shout-out list. Check out the gear page. Uh, leave us a note or a comment. Uh, yell at Javier. Send him an email to <laughs> Javier at podcateers.com. It's up to you. Yeah. So that's it. How do you yell at me through comments? In, like in caps all lock. caps. All caps. Lock. Many exclamation points. So when... I, I avoid those comments or don't read them. So, like, raise my voice if they're all caps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how you know they're shouting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please shout. <laughs> no matter where you are. <laughs> you know what? If No if, matter where you are. If we do, I'm going to read them on the air. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like I, mean tweets or yes. something? <laughs> it's like all the mean comments Javier gets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, good thing is, the good thing is that Javier doesn't get very many mean comments. Oh, good. Only about 12 a day. <laughs> a day. A day. <laughs> All right. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. Anything else finally from you guys? No. Yes. Oh, really? I request that Javier sign off on this episode like Spider-Man in the Civil Wars trailer. What? But saying goodbye instead of hello. How? You just said hello as Spider-Man a while ago. Why don't you just say goodbye instead? Okay. Not yet. Oh, when? You have to, at the end? Oh, okay. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Until next week, here's the beers, cheers, and make it yours. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Bye, guys. Whoa, was that Spider Man? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was worth it. Bye, all. (laughs) What about you?